Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. A double dose of strange and a little time with the boys on this special TV finale recap episode of Normies Like Us. All I needed was someone to open the door. Kirk, get out of there! Red alert! Fuck you, stupid. I regret that we meet in a of a kind. You heard it up top. We're back with kind of a special one. We're going to be talking three different TV finales. We're talking Strange New Worlds. We're talking The Boys. We're talking Stranger Things here on Normies Like Us with your hosts, uh, yeah, the the Captain Colin Kirk. <laughs> uh, I guess wow. it'd be Mikey Munson. Mm. I was gonna mm. say you kind of took mine, Colin. I was gonna say Captain Cobb because that could yeah. be either ah. a Starfleet captain or that mm. could be my superhero name in the boys. That's, That's true. Good. I wanted to do something with the deep, but nothing came <laughs> to mind. I'll, I'll just say that. On the yeah. boys' side of things, I almost went with. You know, Michael's milk, but I don't like that at all. Oh, <laughs> I don't I do. like that. Like, I do like it. MM, right. right. Let's look at MM with Mikey Munson. So you can, we can go with MM and it covers both of those things. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Metallica Mike, we've got it all here. Mm-hmm. Uh, because normies, we are, like we said, taking a trek to space, uh, you know, shooting up in Vought Tower, and then uh, heading over to the upside down on this episode, too. We got a ton of TV finales. We've been talking, we have a million like solo episodes of all this stuff, but somehow we have managed to do a third Star Trek Strange New World episode. So we got you, Normies. Yeah, yeah. Suckers. Just what you wanted. The backdoor pilot to only Strange New Worlds podcast. Yeah, We're it, it tailing might, up. Yeah, Mike's spinoff where he just talks about how it's his favorite show that's ever been made, ever. Yeah, debuted in season two, Discovery, and then I get my own show. Um, but uh, <laughs> Colin set off pod. Yeah, we got a bit of a strange sandwich, you know, with the Strange mm. New Worlds. And the boys are the, the meat and then the breading, as it were. It's the strangeness. So. Yeah, uh, we call it Stranger New Boys. Strange, stranger the title we're going to go boys. Stranger New Boys. I love Stranger it. New Boys. Well, we did our 200th episode last week to catch up anybody who didn't listen to that. And it was kind of a big what's your recap. And then we realized... Holy crap. In addition to Stranger Things, which was over 4th of July, it's like there's two really big finales this coming weekend. So we're like, let's just do, you know, episode 200, part two, 201, the finale. Sue, Stranger New Boys, I guess. Right. So that's where we are now. Like Netflix, uh, Umbrella Academy, just crying, <laughs> weeping in the corner, going, when will I get my own episode? And we go, no, yes. no, 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 no. Again, we're, we're doing more, more, more of all the other stuff. I might talk about you on the wrap-up if you're lucky, Umbrella. Behave oh. yourself. You know, but... Right. um. But it was a big week for, uh, you know, finales in TV. So yeah. we wanted to talk about all the new developments in those last episodes of the season. Probably one of the biggest weeks for TV, at least for us personally. I think shows that things we have fallen in our yeah. wheelhouse. So, so we're like, yeah, we're just going to jump into it. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty momentous. I'd say we just jump right into it. You know, let's go and go boldly where uh, no man has gone before. Strange New Worlds finale coming up next. Hit it.
we're back. We're talking Trek once again. Our favorite topic here as we do what we promised. We we bring you the finale of uh, Strange New Worlds, the newest entry to Star Trek, a show we've lauded, applauded. Um, any other word you want? <laughs> we love it. it. We love. love to see it. Mm-hmm. I love it to a factor of warp 10. That's oh, how wow. much I love it. <laughs> yeah. And they can't even go that fast yet. They were talking about Warp 9, like they were pushing it at Warp 9, yeah. but you can't go to 10, theoretically. So, uh, yeah. that's the nerd stuff. But we did so get a... Lizard monster. <laughs> that's what happened, exactly. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, so Strange New Worlds, we talked about it last time. We love the show, obviously, but we did get the finale. So, maybe we'll focus the discussion kind of on that finale and, and the way everything wrapped up. But we get yes. an interesting episode here, right? It's, it's kind Very of an alternate take on a classic uh, original series episode right we do That's we should right. say um mike there are two versions of you here this week there is you and then there is the version of you from the time crystal uh future that is just like a little beeping box mike <laughs> so. yeah 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 that's uh, he's not as what do you think engaging of a host Beep. What's, uh, what's your take on this episode we need to be yes and no only <laughs> do you right. like this show beep yeah um but yeah, it's um, classic yeah, Trek it's episode. Very, Jacob, fill us in. It's a very interesting episode, uh, one that I really liked. And uh, so, if you don't know, it's basically an alternate retelling of the original series episode "Balance of Terror," uh, mm-hmm. which is the first episode where you see the Romulans. They reveal the Romulans. You get the whole "Oh, Spock, why do you look like those guys?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's amazing the level of detail that they, uh, you know, paid attention to in this episode where it's like, you know, whole lines of dialogue in, in certain scenes are being taken from this episode. You know, camera shots, the way they light the scene, like the musical cues, like it's all like a, it reminds me a lot of the DS9 episode, Trou- Tribbles and Trials and uh, Tribulations, Tribulations. Trials yeah. and Tribulations, which was where they kind of go back in time to the Tribbles episode of the original series and they blend the, the footage in with them. Uh, and it's just a it's just a great homage to uh, the original series. Yeah, and basically this is kind of highlighting. Uh, you know, Colin was alluding to the time crystals from the future, and we get the the maroon monstrosity, the giant you know That's original right. series era uniforms, and looks the movie great. Era. Yeah. So we get well, Pike from the future, and essentially we get a, little, a little fashion trek update. Yeah, Mike, we get some Admiral uh, Pike. Admiral Pike looking good and then that rune uh, uniform for sure, which lines up with the movie era stuff that we've been covering on the show. But it's essentially the highlight. You know, we know he knows his fate. So it's what would happen if he somehow escapes his fate? And so yes, what if it, Kirk was commanding the Enterprise right, during that moment? Pike instead of Kirk, instead which we do get to see Kirk here. Yes. Which is a big deal. We get to see their our new actor for Kirk. That's right. Surprise to me because I had read that, you know, he was being cast for season two. I don't know if you guys knew it beforehand, but uh, when he showed up, I was like, holy shit, there he is. Yeah. I had no idea that he was going to be um, in this episode. This episode. Yeah. And this is Paul Wesley's uh, first seat in the captain's chair. And again, we're setting up the difference in command style between a Captain Pike and a Captain Kirk, which I like Very because originally Kirk felt to me or Pike was feeling to me like a Kirk type when the show first started. But now after this, especially I see the kind of delineation. So this whole episode is about the difference between Pike and Kirk, right? It's uh, basically we love Pike 
but mm-hmm. he, his sort of tendency for to try to find diplomacy, you know, before using action. You flinch. We see that, uh, yeah, it hurts him here because the entire point of this the is quality that, of mercy. Yeah, if Pike was in control during these events, it would basically would lead to a huge war between the Romulans and the Federation. Millions of people would die. Uh, and he's, you know, he's the guy that we like and we like his captaining style. But it's just interesting that, that that's what this show is saying, basically. He has to end up in the chair to stop interstellar war. It's just it's the way it has to be, unfortunately. And, you know, we don't want him to go there, but it makes him an interesting captain because he's the only one who does know his fate. You know, we had an emissary right. in Deep Space Nine, but this guy knows where he's going. And now he's got to kind of, at least for now, live with the fact that there's no getting out of it. And it all comes down to the big decision where the, the timeline split basically is like, so they have a meeting right at the conference table with all the officers and they're like, what should we do? Spock gives this whole speech about how uh, I think we should attack because if the Romulans are split off from the Vulcans many years ago, they're probably, you know, we had our savage warlike period. They're probably like that. So we should attack. The big difference, if you watch Balance of Terror, Kirk listens to him, they attack and they win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pike doesn't attack and he says let's try diplomacy first and that's the big split in the timeline but it's very interesting to see that the more kind of gung-ho kirk you know you know flying by the seat of his pants attacks and it that ends up being the right decision it is interesting especially when it's like you would think the starfleet thing is always diplomacy always diplomacy and it's interesting message i mean colin what do you think about that this kind of kirk pike uh, captaining style and and you know pros and cons of this yeah. Yeah, I yeah, and like you said, um, Jacob. Clearly, the intent of this episode was: if we show them together, we show the distinctions. We can really separate in your mind. We're getting a little too close. You think all season long. Um, I I loved it. I, I love the episode. Obviously, uh, just performance wise, I'm not familiar with Vampire Diaries. I don't know any of this uh, this guy's work. It, I, it was it was an interesting take on Kirk for me. I, I, I don't know how you guys feel about it. Yeah, it's uh, he's definitely more different from Shatner than Ethan Peck is from from Nimoy as Spock. Yes. Like he's playing yes. much closer to you know this guy Paul Wesley is putting his own spin on it, and I don't know if it's totally working yet. But maybe he needs more time to sort but of get into the both role. the takes other than Shatner's, Chris Pine's, and uh, mm. this Paul Wesley's mm-hmm. have been like, well, I'll just get as far away from it as possible. I really right. kind of expected the impression here, and then better podcasts have said this than me, but uh, people bring up the story of. Chris Pine hosted SNL and they did a classic Star Trek skit. It became apparent he can just do the Shatner impression. Um, right. And if you remember when that movie was originally developed, it was going to be Matt Damon and Adrian Brody as mm. Spock. And they were literally going to do one for one. So wow. I, I like the Chris Pine take. This I was kind of hoping for a little more. I, I kind of wanted the delivery style. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely, I think, more indebted to the Chris Pine yeah. uh, interpretation of the role, right? I thought it was interesting how in this alternate timeline, obviously he's not the captain of the Enterprise because Pike is. He's now the captain of the Farragut, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we kind of see him. He's he's the same age that he would be if he was captaining the Enterprise, but he's a little bit less experienced because he's not on the flagship of, of the Federation. Oh, that's true. Here's the only thing I'm thinking about this entire episode is him coming off the transporter hugging his brother, who's a science officer, wearing a blue outfit now. And just because we've been doing the movies, I'm thinking, like, did 
did a young David Marcus know that like at least Kirk's brother enjoyed science or that like like a little bit of like his interesting family tree? I, that's that's just like where I'm what at. What did now. David know Maybe about? His mom told. Yeah, him. who knows? You know, you. But I actually like you know Sam Kirk as a character so far yes, better than I love than, it. Uh, yeah. Well, this is like the only timeline that they've been together at the, like, you know, like, except for the beginning, I guess, of the 2009 era, but it's like classic Trek. His brother's always been killed at some point. So it's like, hey, you got them both together. Mike, what do you think of this take on Kirk? Again, I think we're just seeing the beginning of it. And, you know, I think he'll grow into it. It's hard because he has 60 years of weight to carry on his shoulders and i think it's a lot so it's like what do you do do you do the impression or do your own thing he's clearly kind of doing his own thing Um, he's kind of doing like the farm boy almost it feels like yeah the iowa farm boy who doesn't like to lose as his brother i thought it was yeah it's interesting because his you know pike asked his brother he's like oh can you like tell me anything about him and the way Mm -hmm. sam kirk describes him i was like okay that's pretty cool but then when he actually shows up i don't feel like he lives up to that description I think uh, you're in trouble, too, when, when you have to put him on screen alongside Anson Mount, who has just owned this entire role. Yeah. You know, like, it's really hard to not only be Kirk, but be Kirk next to Anson Mount's Pike. That's, that's tough. So I'll give him some time to settle in. Versus of not appearing on screen. Um, I can't remember which one of you made this prediction last week that when we lost Hammer, mm-hmm. uh, we would need uh, uh, somebody that's new right. in engineering. We got a performance in this episode that sounded very interesting (laughs) for maybe a potential. A wee wee bit of a character, Jacob. I'm an engineer, not a whatever I said, yeah. Uh, (laughs) It was good. We did get a Scotty. We're thinking that's not cast, right? No, no. Probably not. They probably just had, yeah, someone voice that line and they'll cast him maybe next season. The other thing with Kirk is that we're seeing this alternate timeline years ahead. So he's already a captain. I think when he's introduced next season, he's going to be like a commander or a lieutenant, and he's joining Enterprise as a lower-ranking officer. And Can I tell you the, the quote from uh, our, our least favorite showrunner? Um, he said <laughs> that uh, next season they would be exploring the, the origin of the friendship between Spock and Kirk. Right. To me, is that like what there's like a them marooned on a planet episode? I, I just hope we don't get too cutesy is my mm. issue. Yeah. I hope it doesn't become too Kirk focused because I feel like the yeah. show is about Pike and Spock. You know, it's, yes. Spock had Spock's much older than Kirk because he's a Vulcan. So he's, they live longer, mm-hmm. kind of like elves in, in fantasy. Right. So he's yeah. already had a lot of experience before he becomes friends with Kirk. And we've seen the Kirk-Spock relationship so many times, right? Obviously in the movies and everything. The Batman so, origin. Like, I yeah. don't need it more. I don't need it that much here, you know? What's fun about this Pike show, as Strange New Worlds in general, is it is just like, what if the cage continued? You know, but better than the cage. You know what I mean? Like, what if that pilot yeah. was the show? So we're exploring a bunch of strange new worlds, you know? But if you just start doing Kirk and and Spock again... Yeah, then it starts to retread, and I don't like it. And the season has done a great job not retreading. Maybe bringing it's up an, tropes, but... It's a neat trick to remake an episode one time, Mike. Yes. I, I absolutely agree with you. Let's get, get it out of our system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want them to get too bogged down in, like, referencing the original series. The way they straddled the line this season of being its own thing, but also kind of paying homage to that era of Star Trek, I think they've done a really good job of that. Mm-hmm. And, and again, we're, we're setting up a lot of cool stuff, like with the Gorn, uh, you know, number one being uh, removed. Yeah. Big cliffhanger. Um, 
which yeah. reminded me of some, you know, TNG used to do this where they'd have a big cliffhanger at the end of the season and then revo- resolve it in the next, in the first episode of the next season. That's always fun. Yeah. And we have, you know, it'd but, be cool to see stuff like, oh, what's La'an doing on the Farragut? Like later, you know, because we'll totally, yeah. this yeah. is the future. So we're going seven years back when season two starts because we're seven years right. ahead here. Because you see Pike studying everything he can about Kirk after his ordeal when he goes back to normal time. It's like, let me just read up on what, what he's doing right now. And he's pulled up the data file when Spock comes in. So yeah. he's kind of curious the... about where he's at. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, obviously this whole episode is about pike's destiny and mm-hmm. you know do we, obviously we have the free will to make choices that can change the future but no him knowing the future and knowing that he sort of has to sacrifice himself because if he doesn't die then it just somehow gets passed on to spock and spock is the sacrifice right so now, he saves, and spock yeah. is so important in the future because he brokers the peace between yes, right. romulus and vulcan so right. it's referencing not only original series in this episode but tng implications with spocks I, I thought that was great as well i thought they were kind of implying kirk was part of the specialness of that too but true Jacob, for them in this when they you know do sort of the autopsy nurse chapel of um you know i've seen the original episode where they just say radiation burns and they say in this 40 percent radiation burns when they say brain damage and stuff too you just go like no yeah he's missing and a leg and stuff it's like you're gonna no. be in the chair yeah it's really sad and nurse beep, chapel beep just Spock. describing it like yeah emotional but uh he might survive Spock. it but he won't be the same right like no. he might physically and survive saying, but her even saying if he survives i mean we know that pike could end that with he will and that's the tragedy of it that he knows it's worse than death because he's experienced right. it and again you know spock technically in this timeline too is the one who saves kelvin timeline earth from the romulans as well with the red matter device or whatever so spock is very very important spock and cannot like, be wow, damaged right really now there, spock yeah. is the yeah. main character of, of star trek, star trek essentially. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you guys literally just wove three mythologies together that all three timelines so yeah, i feel it crushing man. yes so i understand pike uh, having to shoulder that now I'm like damn i can't he obviously doesn't know what we know, but it's like, yeah, Spock is too right. important for this. And I, but, Future yeah, Pike even says Spock's pretty important. We can't right. have this happening. And Future Pike tells him, like, of course, you if you had the choice to save millions by sacrificing yourself, you would do it, right? And Pike would, but he wants, but he needs to see what would happen first to make that choice because, you know, he obviously he also wants to save that kid that uh, he knows is going to die as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a great kind of conceit for the episode. And it both, it's like a nice bow on kind of the bookends of Pike in this, you know, like we open it with him knowing and he's a little torn. He has a conversation with Spock and now it's reaffirmed. In the black mirror concept, I'm sure Dr. Who has done this or Rick and Morty or whatever, but the idea of, what if you are in the bad branch timeline? You know, the, the meme, Jacob. What if you are right. in the quote-unquote the darkest timeline? Mm-hmm. And yes. it has to get trimmed. And that version of you that comes back and goes, I am propelling us forward to the correction to erase myself. Crazy. Yeah. At least we got to see him in that uniform one time. He, it should have ended with him saying, like, trust me, you don't want this Romulan war, and you don't want to deal with Khan, too. It's the worst. You know, oh, like, yeah, As yeah. he's disappearing, I would have been like, ooh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but this episode, I mean, I'm telling you, Normies, if you haven't seen it, watch mm. Balance of Terror, because you're not going to understand just how much this episode references that episode if you don't watch it. And it's a great companion piece. 
And like I said, certain camera shots, the scene where they reveal the Romulans, and, and unfortunately for Ortegas, she kind of gets cast in the uh, racist uh, helmsman in the original who's Styles like, or whatever. Like, Why does Spock look like uh, Romulans? Guys, huh? Yeah, there's yeah, spies yes, yes, here. Yes, and, that, yes. and that's when so Kirk when famously gives the speech, you know, leave bigotry in your quarters. There's no room for it on the bridge. Yes. Are, yes. Am I clear? It's crazy. Right? It's like, crazy. So, he just famous immediately scene. is like, yeah no, yeah, no bigotry on the bridge. But that scene in this episode when uh, they reveal the Romulans, Ortegas turns around. The light, the way they do the lighting, because in the original they would kind of light their eyes so you could see their eyes. Yeah, uh, that old I TV feel like lighting really imitated that. And then the cut to Ethan Peck as Spock. He does the Nimoy eyebrow. I was the dolly in. It's so funny, so hard. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I actually ended up watching Bounce of Terror again after this because it was like it wasn't until you know. Oh, there's no response. Uhura, you know, I'm like, wait, I'm, I'm recognizing this. I'm rec- clear, and then yeah. the eyebrow hits and I'm like, oh, shit, we're doing Balance of Terror. And then after I, I watched it and it is amazing. Um, you know, once could have called you a friend. We are of a kind, you know, it's like all that stuff yeah. is great. So it's Jacob amazing. keyed me into it. So I had watched it beforehand. But now, Jacob, when you just said this episode and you keyed up to say what you just said, I thought you were going to kind of do a summation because here was what I want to say of we just watched the finale of this great show. Mm-hmm. This episode, here's what it convinced me about this entire season and having Mike in our ear going like, this is the one. This is the Star Trek with yeah. the perfect first season that it's so good, so good. I have to take the dive. I, I, I have to get my father a Paramount Plus subscription for his birthday at the end of July here strictly for the premise of these are 10 perfect episodes. I, I, I know now that I'm recommending something that doesn't miss. Yeah, it doesn't miss. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I think, yeah, Dad would probably love it. I've been telling everybody again, I think we can get kind of wrapping up thoughts on the the series as a whole here to move on to the boys in a second. But I do say again, you know, it's the best beginner entry point for Star Trek. It's 10 great episodes. Um, Looks amazing. It's, yeah, the best looking Trek. It's the perfect balance between 2009, scary. Great actors. Yeah, Yeah. I love the cast. Totally. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I said it before, but, uh, I'm also watching the Orville, the new season, the Orville, mm-hmm. which is, uh, Seth MacFarlane's basically TNG love letter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's um, Mike. Mike cut Jacob's mic now. Don't let him talk. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're, we're <laughs> no, along. I just thought I would mention it because I didn't mention our big 200th episode last, last week, but yeah. Sorry, that's there's off really mic. two good Star Trek shows now that I would recommend. Mm-hmm. And I said it before, like. That's the TNG inspired show. This is more original series inspired, but it's not really like the original series other than this episode. You know, it's more, it's a modern show in that time period, but it has more modern, uh, you know, TV. It's a modern style. serialized style Star Trek show. Yes. Yeah. And then Whereas also the Orville, and the Orville is TNG style. The Orville style. is very much takes all its, you know, story beats from TNG. So it's kind of slower paced, more contemplative. But I got to say, this season's been really good. And uh, not to compare it too much to Strange New Worlds, obviously it has a lower budget on Hulu, but I say they're both worth watching if you're a Star Trek fan. Nice. Uh, but with, you think with, Hulu's a lower budget than Paramount Plus? I, unfortunately, I have no idea. But it's they make the most of, of their budget, I think. And yeah. I've been impressed with several uh, of the episodes this season. Uh, but in regards to this episode, I got to say, you know, it's one of my favorite Star Trek episodes ever. Not that's true of any Star Trek. Trek. Yeah, Um, I would put it up there, you know, with my favorite 
DS9, TNG episodes. Um, and in terms of series, as I would put it probably third behind those two now as my favorite. Let's do that Star real Trek. quick. It's yeah, definitely it's in my top three, maybe my top two. It might be TNG, this Deep Space Nine. I'm not wow. sure. It's, it's so hard because it's so, it's so young. And they, yeah. it, it could get Only a lot wrong season, next obviously. season, but it yeah, is guaranteed totally. the but best first great... season ever. And it's it's the best, and yeah, it's definitely the best because obviously Star Trek notoriously they take a little time to grow into their skin of evil exists come, right? in TNG yeah. season TNG one. Season yeah. one <laughs> There's some stinkers, good. yeah. DS9 season one probably pretty strong. DS9. I, I think DS9 is a stronger first one, but this show in general it's great. And um, well, I just think in comparison to some of its later seasons, it's not as good, but. I'm this saying first season's season. in a bubble. DS9 right. was the champion until this came along. That's all. Yeah. But again, I think it comes down to if you want consistency, this is the most consistent. But it's also easier to make 10 good episodes than it is to make 26 good episodes. Especially based right. on like 200 templates that have existed. And you know what works and what didn't. And right. a lot and of fans complaining online. On <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, pretty much. We told you what right. we wanted with Sonic and Star Trek. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. It's or been else. a rousing success. I think <laughs> I'll say that. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's, there's been a lot of articles written about how this is the best, you know, Star Trek has been since at least 2005, right? Yeah. I guess just to quickly highlight, you know, I think the writing is really fantastic. And I want to say Pike might be my favorite captain now. <laughs> like, he's so close. But, like, one of the great things. my life for Captain Pike. Right. And, uh, you know, the writing on this, the fact that he knows his fate. And uh, I think Memento Mori, when we're learning about the Gorn and uh, Laan is like, do you know what I saw on the faces of everybody that I loved when they were about to die? And then Pike's like, surprise, because he's like, I know what it looks like because I've seen myself and others die. I felt myself die. So I know what people feel right. when they, you know, and when so you're the fact that he could just answer her gonna die. Yeah, and sure. there's, you know, like no other captain could answer that way. Right. But he knew it because, of you know, it's, it's just really brilliant. And uh, yeah, Pike is one of the most interesting captains and Anson Mount owns it. And hopefully season two, He's keep, keep them coming. Yeah, totally. I agree. Yep. Cool. Colin, any last thoughts on uh, Strange New Worlds before we go kick it with the boys? No, people have dug up these weird tweets that uh, Anson Mount did against James Gunn. <laughs> I think during sort of like the, the pedophilia allegation fight oh, time. No. So I'm not sure about any of that stuff. But uh, I love it. I love Pike. I love Strange New Worlds. I, like I said, I'll get it from my dad. It, or if there's a, even a Blu-ray or something, obviously that kind of maybe even be the easiest way. But yeah, yeah, uh, I'm I'm here, baby. Heck yeah, heck yeah, yeah. Again, just with Captain Pike, I mean, just a perfect mixture of like the diplomacy of Picard with you know the more action-oriented Kirk or or Cisco. I think he just blends it really well. He has great hair, obviously. Mm-hmm. He's everything you want <laughs> oh, in a Star The best chair the hair has ever okay. seen. Okay, I Jacob, thank you for saying that. Here's the one thing I will say about the future version. <laughs> There, you can tell Ansem out is incredibly handsome. He's incredibly well built. Um, you can tell there's a little bit of consideration of if we're going to make him the movie version. I mean, William Shatner was so handsome on the TV show, but then he becomes yeah, we so make round. Him a little so he kind of like loses <laughs> yeah. the neck a little. I thought that was, I just thought that was so good, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you say, seeing the maroon monster uniform, oh. like. It's ah, it's, it's it's my favorite. It's my favorite Star Trek look. I, I don't know what to say. No, and seeing it on that on that mannequin on that frame, it was like, <laughs> oh yeah, baby. <laughs> Just a little more Romulan wine. <laughs> what a handsome oh, guy. Mike. Yeah, yeah. Right. 
Uh, well, good job, Pike. Keep it going. And also, the rest of the cast, good job, everybody. But yeah, let's go hang out with some yes. more of the boys. Ooh. Right after this. If you want to be happy living a king's life, never make a pretty woman your wife. If you want to be happy living a king's life, never make a pretty woman your wife. Now all you have to do is just what I say. And then you may be jolly. We're back. We're leaving outer space for an out-of-this-world comic book because Mike keeps inviting us to Herogasm. That's right. We're talking the boys. <laughs> well, I didn't invent the thing, but I heard a lot about it. <laughs> it's Mikey Butcher. Oh, it's yeah, Mikey yeah. Butcher. We're talking the boys. It's, it's, it's Michael's Milk here, you know. <laughs> um, Michael's Milk. Michael's Milk, quick correction, who in our 200th episode, Jacob, Laz Alonzo, the actor who plays uh, Mother's Milk. I said Lonzo Ball. I thought you'd enjoy that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like Lonzo Ball, player, the actor Lonzo who plays Basketball. Uh, Bulls. No. Laz Alonzo. <laughs> Laz Alonso. But so, yeah, in addition to Strange New Worlds ending last, I believe, Wednesday or Thursday, you know, it comes out. But then, you know, I think it was Thursday I watched Strange New Worlds and then they dropped the boys finale Thursday evening as well, like nine uh, Pacific. So I was able to watch both of these the same day. And I thought it was incredible. We talked about how strong the season has been and the interesting dynamics made some predictions. I don't think any of us were right. Were any of you guys no, right? <laughs> I wasn't. You know, unfortunately, um, it took I'm some twists and turns. Your guys' opinions. It yeah. took some twists and turns, Mike. Uh, it kind of, in my opinion, given that the last episode we saw ended with a very definitive soldier boy take of you're my son. I would have gladly stepped out of the spotlight. I seem curious to be in your life to what we got of, well, I've got to kill this guy. Like, obviously, what I'm here to do is kill this guy seemed very curveball-y. Uh, I don't know about you guys. It's hard yeah. to guess uh, Soldier Boy's intentions. They seem to change a lot, like, from scene to scene. If he's uh, on drugs or not. And drunk all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, could but be. I thought so, it was interesting because, you know, you have these two uh, – alphas or they want to be alphas so it's like obviously i don't think they could work together even if they agreed to do it for a short period i don't think it would uh, godzilla work. versus kong they're, they're, yeah. they're gonna fight eventually right right because homelander speech, believes that he's the best and not only the strongest but the smartest the upgrade wanna, too yeah but the speech jacob about a young boy in philly and it's all bullshit and my dad owned all the steel mills and i'm from this privileged background and he treated me like shit to now yeah. be faced with um Homelander, who is atypical in the sense of any villain in that he truly is incredibly emotionally vulnerable. He, he is a guy who kind of just like like opens up and like tells you what he's feeling and has yeah. his grandson there with him. It seemed I I just could not get a read on anybody doing anything in that last episode. I just kind of well, nodded think, along to all of it. Yeah, I think this whole show comes down to what it's really about is your family, how you were raised uh, Butcher, Homelander, Soldier Boy, all three characters, incredibly broken, fucked up people, right? Mm-hmm. And it's all, and a lot of it comes down to their fathers. They all had shitty fathers that didn't raise them well. And that kind of explains why they are the way they are, right? So they yeah. have that in common. I mean, there's um, even like shared trauma with, you know, MM being affected by Soldier Boy's actions yes. affecting his family or Annie having to be in the pageants and pushed out. And she was given V 
without consent when she's a child, right? And her parents yeah. forced that on her. So, so everybody's kind exactly. of dealing with these issues of childhood and growth. And Ryan, I guess, is the the distillment it's of the that cycle repeating of right. Soldier boy was fucked up by his dad, so he basically abandoned Homelander or didn't know about Homelander. But it's kind so of then Homelander didn't raise. Mm-hmm. Homelander, he would he would have raised him the same way his dad raised him, where you know you're a disappointment to me. He, he says that to Homelander, and yeah. Home, and now we see the cycle repeating with Ryan, who's under the influence of his father. Now, as we see in that last scene, so and it is wild to see the kind of reverse <laughs> Empire moment where Homelander and Soldier Boy are there with Ryan. He's like, "Join me, and we'll rule the galaxy mm. as father and son and grandfather." <laughs> yes, right, Mike. Um, because he, he desperately wants a relationship with a father figure. You know, that's what Homelander wants. That's why he would bow down to Stan Edgar, because he saw it as an authoritative father figure almost. Totally. Then when he totally. lost respect yeah. for him, but he still wants that, and he wants to give that to Ryan. He's just completely inept and unequipped emotionally to know how to actually do it. And the whole season, Ryan's sort of been vacillating between these different influences, where Butcher wants to be a good influence for him, but he's also just a very fucked up person. So pushes him away. He's not the best role model. Uh, but obviously he doesn't want Homelander to raise Ryan. So it's it's very interesting to see how the vicious cycle repeats. And the moral dilemma of can you raise the product of a rape, essentially, a child that should have been your child but is not naturally, and, and that mm-hmm. is based entirely on a woman dying saying, promise me you'll take care of them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, and Homelander, or I'm sorry, Soldier Boy saying like, uh, Homelander fucked your wife? Like, you know, the, the yeah. condition he has at that moment, too, it, it kind of really sums that up. And when you yeah. get to the very end of this episode, where, where the shit all hits the fan, you know, we'll, we'll break down the actual action beats, but essentially, Homelander just leaves the fight with Ryan. Ryan's like, I want to go home. I want to leave now. And it's like, yeah. that's better. Like, that's that's a worse punishment to Butcher than killing him, is to, like, leave with the person he told his dead wife he would protect, right? Like that's a bigger blow to him. Um, And it's just crazy. And again, to tie in the whole fathers and father figure things, we see mother's milk, his relationship with his daughter, uh, where she's stepfather by the stepfather. Now who's a Homelander follower, man. Uh, Uh Yeah. Very interesting. And that last scene, by the way, a lot of, it's been a very funny thing to see on the internet, right-wingers who identify with Homelander realizing that, oh, wait, he's the bad guy? Are you making uh, fun of me? Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yes. It's crazy. Um, day one, you man. Fools. Which I thought was brilliantly done with the, you know, how the, the violence is sort of normalized where it's like, uh, oh, he did that. That's becoming more normalized now. It's just only going to escalate, you know, next season. Right. And the way... With anything. And like Stormfront even said, people like what we stand for. They just don't like the word Nazi. And it's like, man, that rings. So I don't like it. I don't like society anymore. And like, you could see those. And then the, the, the stepfather's like, you know, the embodies that cause he's like cheering for the violence that's happening. And it's terrible. He starts out as like a normal kind of milk toast guy. He's watching Homelander. He's like, Oh, I like, you know, I like superheroes and stuff. And you see the gradual descent into, Oh, now he's cheering because Homelander just blew this guy's head up because he was a, a libcock or something. Yeah, know? he threw so. something at Ryan, and then and then the whole crowd yeah. cheers. It just takes one person to start, uh, you know, the the movement of normalizing something, and then right. a cascade happens, and all of a sudden we can blow people's heads up on TV. You see the uh, ticker headline at the bottom of the news program wall that's being filmed too. That says um, Stormfront follower uh, who accused Starlight House of being, you know, 
pedophilia ring. Um, yeah, is a Pizzagate. Sex criminal. <laughs> is, is what it says. Like has history of sex crime. Very Fox right. News. Oh my God. Yeah, it's like the worst. It is interesting that what we're talking about uh, so far with this boys finale, it it literally has been zero percent the superpowers because this is like the anti superhero show. We're talking about the societal reflection, the familial reflection, like the personal reflection that the show puts on you in the The midst of this crazy gore. And that's yeah, why it's a show about real things that just have happens to have superheroes in it, right? As an allegory. And, and with as much Marvel fatigue as I've been having, I cannot mm-hmm. wait for the boys to come back, you know, for the, for the final season, hopefully. Um, but what, what a way to do it. Um, do we want to talk about some of the superhero action that we are getting here? I think that final fight was awesome, even if it yeah. took twists and turns. Like I, the Ryan play is like... Well, now anything can happen. And then for, you know, Soldier Boy to knock Ryan away, then it's like, okay, all bets are off. And, and it's a free for all at that point. Now, right. Mike, you're talking about the fight to the left of me. I love that fight. Beautiful mm-hmm. fight, super powered people fighting each other. Stuff getting destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Fight to the right of me. Kimiko killing innocent people with her nails, you know, climbing X-23. to after this. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Yes. But after this season long arc of am I a monster? Have I gone too far killing people? Why would you dance joyously while you murder someone? I, I don't understand she's the execution of that. She's a, well, it's yeah. her choice she's now. She's control. I guess she's fighting for something she believes in now instead of fighting for whatever yeah. butcher. Butcher would point her and so say grisly. kill. It is grisly. Well, she was so happy when she lost her power. because that's all she wanted at the beginning of the season. But then she kind of humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she needs her powers back so she can protect Frenchie, right? And that's kind of what, and that's a, a parallel to what Huey and Butcher are going through, where they're like, we need this, uh, you know, comp, this Temp V to, to like, Huey, and, Huey and Starlight's whole relationship this season is like, I want to, you know, I don't want you always to protect me. I want to protect you. And mm-hmm. she's like, I don't need you to protect me. I have superpowers. Uh, but he, he, I guess he feels like emasculated in this relationship, right? Now, yeah. Jacob, would you have turned the stage lights up or shot up the XV? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would have turned the turned the lights up. No way, man. No. <laughs> Shugging that thing down, teleporting in there, getting everybody out of that situation. Mike, I did. I, I would have turned the lights up, I would think, uh, because you could die at that point and you've been a communicator. You might die for taking him. Plus, I do like. He, I don't yeah. know. He learns the lesson, though, as, and I appreciate Like, you don't need to save her. You just need to support her. And I think that was nice. And Frenchie kind of already understands that. He's not trying to save Kimiko. Like, he, he does, like, but in general, he's doing the mission. He's making the gas. And she's protecting yeah. him. And he's just letting that happen. <laughs> totally. Yeah. The nerve agent. But yeah. With Butcher. Maeve tossing it into a fucking city. Jesus Christ. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But with Butcher taking that temp V, like, how is that going to resolve? Because, like, he shouldn't he be dead by now? Now we like, know he's got the, 12 to 18 months. Yeah. The line, the doctor, you know, he's he's sort of spacing out, smoking his six. You can't the smoke line, in here. The the doctor pulls him back to after you can't smoke it here is, we did our best. We drained as much of the fluid as possible. If we operate, you're just quality of life will be destroyed. He just it won't make you live longer. It's just going to be more painful to live. Yeah. My God. So we have to resolve this in, a, in another season. Um, yeah. Which it's now interesting, I guess, where we're set up. Big, big things happen. I mean, we lose Black Noir here in a shocking kind of twist. And that's 
who Soldier Boy wanted to target, and Homelander took yeah. that away from him. And um, and we only really saw Black Noir's backstory this season. Like he's sort of like two episodes, the maybe first two seasons. Yeah, I'll see um, you with, in the arms of Christ, Christ. Our Savior. <laughs> Man, oh my God, those little cartoon animals, crazy. So so that's going on. I think um, you know we have Maeve really had a cool fight standing up to Homelander. I'm wondering if that, um, you know, she, she ends up getting him in the ear with a metal straw. Mm. Is that going to affect his super hearing so more plotting can happen without him knowing? Because that's a big Virtual thing. They always have, yeah. So maybe that'll help them with plotting uh, how to take him down. And uh, Maeve sacrifices herself sort of to get Soldier Boy is going to go nuclear. And then she gets out the window, at least, right. and saves everybody in the tower. She gets blasted by... And she has uh, no beam. powers, but suddenly but, she uh, survives and rides off into the sunset. Nuke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but man, brave Maeve. That was a very brave thing to do. That was very yes. brave. And I think she was a total badass. And if anyone, I hope she gets uh, to ride off in the sunset at the end of this and be happy. And same thing with Kimiko and Frenchie. Uh, they think they deserve the yeah, biggest kind of happy ending. I think endings. the ultimate end game will be Butcher and Homelander fight to the death and they both die. Mm. Having to stop each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think now I we got now Jacob. We got Northman. the one moment of dual beam team up. We get a little glance between each other, almost uh, almost a bit of uh, acknowledgement, right? Recognition. Yeah. Yep. And I do like. Yeah, he even says the deal was you and me fight to the death, butcher. This is bullshit. You know, you're breaking the terms, right. so I'm breaking the terms. You know, this is our game. Mm-hmm. The changing loyalties with with Soldier Boy and. It's just great. Like everyone's just using Soldier Boy. Basically, no one know he's so unpredictable because he's just this crazy guy who just wants to smoke weed and like. Well, and, well he has to smoke people. weed or he'll become a nuclear. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. He'll have PTSD. The humanism yeah. and Mike. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm saying Mother's Mike. No, no, no. I'm mm-hmm. saying it's, uh, Jensen Michaels over here. Ah. a little Soldier Boy. Oh, there is a little bit of a my friend ooh, with my haircut ooh. and maybe the voice ooh, there. Got to do a little yeah. rapture for us after this, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the line at the end that I was kind of most struck by Jacob and that hurt me the most was, I ain't going no back in no fucking box. You know, it's just he, we just have to eliminate him. He just has to be put away. Why? Why well, it's is like, he such this yeah, he's he, humanity? He's a big dickhead, right? He has, he has outdated ideas, but at the same time, he was betrayed by the government, the company, his team, left for dead in Russia, had his semen extracted. <laughs> And was like, you know what I mean? Left for dead yes. for 30 years. So we see. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. The heavy lifting this show does, I say, even with Homelander 2, to humanize people who are pieces of shit, to oh. make them sympathetic. It doesn't excuse that they need to be dealt with. But the way to humanize even villains in yeah. a way that's like, damn, well, it's kind of like yeah. it's pitiable almost. It's saying it you is. Know, no one. Most people are not just evil for no reason. You, know, right. you have your Michael Myers is. You know, but uh, this is ex-presidents, you know, stuff like that. But beyond that, if you want to have a happy <laughs> marriage, don't marry a beautiful woman. I smoke. I mean, he's not good. I'm not arguing that. No, no but yeah, there's elements shit, but he, that humanize him. You see why, you know, how monsters become monsters. And a lot of yes. times mm-hmm. it's due to their their daddy issues. Right. Inherited and, familial trauma. as mm-hmm. Yeah. Or we prolonged trauma you know, throughout their life, you know, of, uh, you know, his, his team. So it's not surprising that his team hates him and would want to turn on him. Right. Know? Right. There's layers uh, to this show, I guess is the point. Irving. Totally. But he's totally. back in the box now. 
So what does that in the do, box. right? Here's So, Mike, great question. Here's what my dad said, and I didn't think mm-hmm. about this. He said, do they research his body? Is that is that what um, uh, what's her name? Is she's not Stillwell, right? Who, who's the FBI agent or the the CIA agent? Yeah, I can't remember oh, the name. The, 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 but whatever. Oh the yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the does aunt. she research creating an anti soup weapon out of whatever energy he is discharging? And are, will they could be, yeah. somehow try to kill Homelander mm. next season? Finally? That would be yeah. That's the Homelander killing weapon is just yeah. Take get his powers gone. Make him mortal. Neutralize him. Which is honestly worse than death for him. A man who thinks he's a god and literally above humanity. Simply make him human and make him live as a fucking human, right? It's worse than death. Put him in jail for life. Yeah, you know? I think that would be worse than death for him. Just like taking Ryan is worse than death for Butcher. Like, you have to live with the guy who you know raped your wife and this is not your kid and now he's going to raise him to be a little asshole but again a guy i'm not defending by any Mm. moment and again anthony Starr is he the one who deserves an emmy this season (laughs) i have no idea all the performances are so good seriously saying in those vulnerable moments um uh they wouldn't let you raise me. You know, he, he kind of like says that to Soldier Boy as the plea. Like, all a boy needs is his father's lessons or something. You're just like, he's so self-aware. It's almost frightening. You, you could see yeah. the desire to be loved. Like, as he would say about the public, I want to be Soulja loved, Boy but I'll take that. fear. Why do you want to be he loved? He wants to be loved. So mm-hmm. He wants to be loved and feared. But if he I don't be think loved, he can do the fear. Because I, I don't think he can be happy with that. No, no, that's true. That's true. But... You know, at the end of the day, he'll still be loved by his hardcore fan base, right? Which is or that he's finding that, yeah, that ooh, this is he's he will see that as love, but it's not it's not the right thing, man. Uh, So we're going to see more layers. If if next season is the last season, I think a big part of it will be the sort of the battle for Ryan's soul. Yes, the duel of the fates. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Here's my final prediction. I said this to Jacob the other day, Mike, Mm -hmm. uh, and then I want to hear your guys' uh, predictions for next season. Yes. But I think with the uh, dissolution of the seven, we will move up front Homelander and Homelander boy. The introduction of a new sidekick and a new, yeah. you know, authorized outfit. Yeah. Building of the brand that is totally. Ryan. Wow. I can totally see that. Yeah. Patriot boy. The Robin. Yeah. Patriot something boy. like that. Or, you well, know, halfway through season, he'll change his name. Like we'll get Homelander jokes about Junior. all of it. I don't want to be Homelander boy anymore. I actually want to be the Ryanator. And he'll be like, you know, like. You know, you actually can't be that because marketing, you know, she says and blah, blah, blah. And you'll just see these struggles that, again, Homelander's just not equipped to deal with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that All the layers with that. Do we get Stan Anger back? I guess if I can predict. Again, the show has to me end when Homelander's gone because yes. Anthony Starr yeah. is the show and he should get the Emmys. Right. Yes. Well, um, there's many I options uh, of people some, in here. but Carl Urban, maybe. I don't know. I have some also news excellent. about, uh, you know, obviously they're doing another season. I don't know if that's the last season or not. Mm. They're doing a spinoff that's a that's like a Heroes University, like Vought University spinoff. And they said that the spinoff will also cross over to the main show. Hmm. I don't know um, sure. how that'll be. I'm not liking that. I'm setting Super Sonic up for it, but I guess mm. not. 
Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not into that. I, 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 this is a little leading, but they're going to do a Strangers Things spinoff. And it's like, I, I don't like this. I'm, I'm imagining well, Andor will tie in, but let's bring it back to the boys. I don't like spinoffs, yeah. you know. You know, I said for even the, Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. Even the Stranger Things stranger. one is interesting, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah. uh, I did read about, the basically, the Duffer Brothers said it's totally different than whatever you're expecting like it's going to be very different from stranger things mm-hmm. well meanwhile this boys thing is saying it's going to be connected and now you have to watch yeah. them both yeah, it like and they it's really a whole expand the boys universe they had that amazon the boys diabolical show that was kind of like a a bunch of one-off uh mm-hmm. you know animated uh episodes in the boys universe so they definitely Amazon wants to expand that boys universe. I don't think it's going to end with the boys main show if it does end no. this season. Well, let me pitch my season five idea then. Um, so Please. we kind of have our crews, even though they were disagreeing a lot this season, they've come together to reform the boys as a democracy with Monkel. I would not push around, but jail, you know, so everyone's working yeah, together. I'm Frenchies here. Wow. <laughs> you know, you know, I can be too Kimiko too. check this out. Oh, that was my... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Spot on. So, um, we have Kimiko, we have Frenchie, M.M., Butcher, Annie, Huey. I think A-Train's going to flip the dawn of the seven. Oh! Good guys. Yes. A-Train is an interesting character because... Obviously, he's, he's. I think he'll flip. Also, and had be a our... lot of a sympathetic arc, but he's also done some really shitty things in the past. Like he killed Huey's girlfriend. That's the inciting incident of this whole show. I thought he could just get away with it. Same way Blue Hawk injured his brother and thought he could just yeah. walk away from it. Yeah, yeah. It only became real to him when his brother was injured, and his brother wants nothing to do with him. He went there yeah, to try to make amends. So I think he's at a turning point. So I think he'll be our member of the good seven. Hmm. And the general to the bad side, the other evil piece of the shit who will never turn. The deep. Uh, yeah, yeah. The star scream. <laughs> Mike, that's so perfect. I saw a lot of people say, you know, they, they did the Gal Gadot video. You know, they always do the celebrity period as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the differing books now that his wife and them splitting. Into we deep. get a Johnny Depp, Amber Heard. Uh, oh, wow. They might. That could be really interesting. Wow. Can I, can I just say about the deep? What I really love about that last episode, I don't know about you guys, but if you've off the deep been, end, uh, <laughs> my story of survival, right? If you've ever been in that moment where not even just with a psychopath like Homelander, but when you're in like a really bad meeting at work or whatever, and it's complete silence, you do need one moron to kind of say something like, is something wrong with Black Noir? Like, is everything okay, Homelander? Like, you know, you do need that guy who just kind of like takes the heat off the situation by just like being an idiot. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Thank you, Deep. <laughs> yes, again, yes, yes, yes. Another character that is is humanized, even though he's done terrible Kevin. shit. Kevin. Yeah, uh, but he's he's. I do sympathize him in certain ways, even if he is a piece of shit, because he just wants he wants uh, you know Homelander to say one nice thing about him. Like all that's all he wants is like one yeah. compliment from Homelander. So used, and then like yeah. yeah, he did terrible stuff, but then he joined the church that was very like manipulative, and then his wife is like controlling. Like he he deserves the bad things. He's a bad guy, yeah. but you know he's in this. He had to eat his friend timothy like it's he's had to do some shit he too just wants to have sex with you know see see but then with this homelander is, too being name? this is chantel oh yeah wow what a scene <laughs> but um taste you <laughs> did she know timothy <laughs> yeah serious um but but then when homelander is eventually like 
I don't need any of you. Like the, he, right. he, at this point, he's like not playing around with the deep run. He's like, y'all watch it. Ashley, take off your wig. And everybody's just like exposed. And it's like, that's why I think a yeah. train will flip, but uh, the deep will still be a lackey, you know? Um, yeah. And then we also have, uh, you know, uh, Senator lady, head pop and Senator lady. So working with Jacob, Homelander now too. Victoria Newman, who's now obviously put up this play to be vice president. She did this trade off with Homelander for power. She's made this deal with the devil for protection of her own people, even though she's never going to come out to the American people. But what is the, what is the positive side of the arrangement for her? She's just, she's a figurehead that this insane person you can't control will just destroy one day. Well, at least you can yeah. give him immunity for all of his crimes and make him like America's hero if you become president. Like, then you can at least keep yeah. yourself alive and your daughter and alive, if, maybe. Yeah, if Homelander needs you, then you know that you'll be safe and your daughter will be safe. But if you become expendable, then yeah, what does she gain out of it? Yeah, so it's, her whole position's weird too. I don't know if she'll ever become good or not, but it's it's no at least Homelander potentially Ryan Newman and uh, the Deep versus the others. Uh, but the Deep, you know, he's, he's inconsequential, really <laughs> in a, in a combat scenario. Um, but there's no more V for for Butcher and them, so it'll be an interesting season. But I'm definitely looking forward to it. And again, the yeah. crux of the show is the moral ideas and. Like the character study of it all and the way it challenges you to even look at villains as human beings, terrible ones, but they're still human. They just, you know, how monsters are made. Like Jacob said, I think that's a good way to look at it. Totally. And to compare it to another show that I liked a lot when it was on, Game of Thrones. I think Game of Thrones did a good job of like Mm. humanizing the villains, but still making them villains. But you kind of understand what led them to become the way they are with Cersei or you know, Daenerys in the end or any of those characters, like you see, no one's all good or all bad. And it's how, you know, it's nature versus nurture, how we were raised versus, uh, you know, our innate sensibilities. It's kind of a combination of all that. And the choices you make when, you know, you're faced with adversity and things like that, or, you know, some things are out of your control and how does that shape you, et cetera, et cetera. So right. really fascinating stuff for what on its surface seems to just be a, a hyper violent superhero show. It's actually got a heart of gold. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot going on, and it was a great season, I thought. Yeah. Well, we've talked a little bit about the source material. This will be the last thing I kind of say about it. Mm-hmm. But, um, Stormfront, obviously, was one of the big characters they translated last season. But Soldier Boy, Payback, um, Victor Newman, the vice president, the male counterpart for the comics, mm-hmm. um, Herogasm, a huge spinoff issue. Eddie the Super Hamster, I believe was his name, uh, that you <laughs> incorporated for a moment. Love Sausage, we got to see again. Yep, yep. We're kind of hitting the peak. We're kind of pa- getting past the source material. So mm. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious also where they'll head being off the reins a little bit. Yeah. Well, according to basically everyone I know that's ever had any experience with the source material, everyone says the show is far surpasses the the source material, which is unusual for an adaptation. But I guess uh, most people that I've talked to that have read it don't like the comics, mm-hmm. but like the show. So Once again, Garth Ennis is a madman. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, there's just nothing more to say. Ennis the Menace, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Eric Kripke, I think he's been super successful with yes. adapting the show. So I have faith. So he has like a supernatural ability to have so good character Jacob, moments. And uh, next season, Jacob, who will the other supernatural brother play? Mm. Will he come in and be, um, you know, the ghost of Butcher's brother? Will he yeah. be uh, a new yeah. soup? He'll be a. Uh, Jerry Padalecki. Sammy boy. Sammy. Padalecki. Yeah. Sam. That'd be amazing. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, maybe he'll make it in there. And who knows? But uh, I hope he does. Yeah. Wa- he'll come in as Walker, Texas Ranger. There we go. And we have not seen the last of Soldier Boy, at least it seems. I Hopefully hope not. not. He did a great job. Fuck your shield. Um, great. I think, uh, you know, we saw some pretty wild stuff, some pretty strange stuff. But I think there's been some even stranger things uh, that we're going to talk about uh, coming up next on the finale episode right after this. It is time to blast to the past, and I am feeling upside down right now because my two co-hosts here are just dripping 80s. What is up, boys? Yo, what's up? up? that hill. Yep, oh Mikey Munson and Cobb Bush. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Cobb Bush sounds too much like Jeb Bush. Oh. It's <laughs> all right. He's, he's from the boys. He's a p- p- parody politician from the boys, yes, right? In right. Not real life. But here, we're rolling up a Hellfire campaign. And, and Jacob, you're listening to a track to make sure that your neck doesn't break. You don't go blind because mm-hmm. we don't want that to happen to you. That's right. I'm just That's trying right. to get these bats over here. Have to yeah, listen now, to the song on a repeat. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I guess we should have set up top, top, top. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Obviously, we're talking finales. We're talking everything. Yeah, we've already but, spoiled um, the other two, so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you fools. This is the point of the episode. But, but this is in 1986, um, so they'll have known this before the episode starts. <laughs> well, we're in the upside down where it's still the year where it was mm. set. So yeah, right, right. To, 84. But, um, yeah. Mike, you kind of just brought up the big moment, of course, that I wanted to talk about for the Stranger Things finale, because in our previous episode, yes. somebody evergreen style is just going through the Normies episodes right now, not doing week to week. Let's just say they did 200 and this one, yep. 201 back to back. You hear all three of us go, well, they're not going to kill Eddie. We know mm-hmm. that much for sure. <laughs> Yep. We were not correct about that. If you've been on the internet at all, you might know (laughs) that he didn't make it. My big prediction was they were going to kill Steve. I thought they were going to kill Steve. And they did. It just seemed that he's driving to the army surplus store, Jacob. He's turned around. He's going like, always wanted to have kids, by the way, Nancy. You know, one day from retirement. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm watching this and like a single tear is going down from my face where I'm just like, you you kill Steve Harrington. I will kill myself. <laughs> and, but I also thought it had to happen. So I, I, I'm kind of, I, I don't yeah, know. A lot of the fan base probably agreed with you. And that's probably why they didn't kill him, uh, unfortunately. But I think thematically it would have made sense. But maybe they'll kill him in the last season. I mean, yeah, the main cast remains unscathed. Every main character from season one. Even ones that died, Max. Dr. Brenner, are still alive. Even ones that died are in Russia. Uh, Hopper. Yeah, Hopper yes, died. Everyone made it except Max it, died. It's kind of like Qui Gon, everyone getting stabbed Max in the is chest. brain dead, technically. Yeah, but who knows yeah. how long that'll last. Levin will just go uh, find her mind somewhere. 
and bring it yeah. back. You know? Yeah. 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 We'll see. Uh, but we'll let, shit went down, right? And a lot. Went down. So we, yeah, we talked that we hadn't gotten the last two episodes. It was essentially the last two movies. One was like two hours <laughs> yes. some. The last, the other one was an so hour and 45. We had, we had another four hours of content that we didn't realize was going to sort of dictate and set up uh, mm-hmm. uh, the final run of Stranger Things now, Mike. So we've gotten our full taste of season four. How 13 do you feel hours. about what you got? Uh, I liked it. I think it's the, we talked about how so far up to that point it had been the best since season one. And I think this finale definitely delivered. It was epic in scope. It's the Empire Strikes Back. You know, they kind of fall short a yeah. little bit. And uh, there's there's seismic activity in Hawkins, let's say. Uh, Jacob, what did you think of it? Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, I really like how uh, they kind of are answering questions that have been in this show since season one, you know, we see so many shows like lost where they set up these mysteries and they don't pay them off. Well, I think this, even if they didn't have the entire plan in mind when they were making season one, which I'm sure they didn't, the way they sort of retconned number one into being this important figure for the entire upside down and everything. I think it was really well done. Yeah, if you're going to retcon, it's about as tasteful as you can get. And it, it feels like, you know, if you've ever run a D&D campaign, sometimes, like, they kill off your big villain, then you got to figure out how to tie it up later. Improvise. Yeah. The guy who yeah. ran the tavern, Mike, that you met on that first mm-hmm. journey, it was him all along. <laughs> I never knew that. Oh, let's explore your backstory. Yeah, you actually knew that guy. So, yeah, I think it's as tasteful as you could do. And it does give a face to the Upside Down. Like, Demogorgon was cool as, like, Jaws. He was just a yeah. monster movie and a mystery. But now that it's right. gotten so expansive with the mind flare, there's no face to that thing. Now we have a personality. We have something exactly. we can direct our anger a at and go after. And they more have a ground real to vendetta cover. with Eleven. Yeah. Yes, but there's enough plausible. Jacob, what you said about Lost was so perfect. Where you're watching something where you're like, okay, you had like six or seven seasons. The last five minutes of the last episode is when you're kind of revealing everything. Yeah. I feel like now with Stranger Things, I've got a good base of answers. I got a solid foundation. I feel like I can take the rest of the ride without kind of being let down. And like right. with the boys, we're, we're not sure if five will be or four will be the last for the boys. But we know that five will be the last Stranger Things barring the spinoff. And it's 13 hours, but it feels like a Deathly Hollows part one and two, where this is setting everything up, it giving does. you the information that you need and context. Totally. And then we're going to go fight Vecna Voldemort in the next part. And what I like about it is at least what they've said in the press, the Duffer brothers know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly how it ends. And again, to compare it to a, a show that I have to compare everything to, I guess, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. uh, you know, infamously bad last season. Uh, because they rushed it they wanted to go do star wars they didn't have really a plan and they had to basically make it up as they go the duffer brothers it seems like at least last season or this season they've come up with a solid five season arc where they're like we know where we're going we know what we're setting up and i and i like that they were clicked that that parallel multiverse where the duffer brothers are adapting the stephen king stranger things seven books universe that aren't done yet he's like right. i'll get to him don't worry <laughs> yep 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 right the totally. other the other parallels we have a, a 
two person creative team working on yes. the Game yeah. of Thrones and this. But yeah, uh, of course, they mentioned I saw I watched like the Netflix like post interview like circle jerks that all these networks do like the ready room you know everyone every network will do it to build up hype oh this episode mm-hmm. was amazing incredible butterfly tears as red letter media would say but uh down. but there was some interesting notes where they talked about you know they had the scripts for four but then the pandemic hit and they had to wait so like it was the first time they had had all the scripts finished before they started shooting so they had mm-hmm. extra time to really tighten everything up so maybe sometime between season three and four Thanks in part to the pandemic, they were able to really find this perfect, hopefully, balance of what four and five are going to be and have it all planned out because they had extra time to write and really consider these things. Right. It looks like it's just paying off. Just don't offer him a Star Wars because, you know, they'll like run off halfway. And, <laughs> but uh, no, you're I too excited. I know where they're going. And, you know, fans can be nitpicky because I, I saw like they made like one mistake. They forgot Will's birthday was on a certain date. Right. And that and people got all upset on the internet, but I think what compared to like, yeah, know, what, what D and D were doing with game of Thrones, like at least they know where they're going. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, they need to start a conclusion to this season. Yeah, yeah. People just need to die next season, you know, and they said yeah, there should I be more. No, there's I, a lot of plot yes. armor. Yeah. This show. I, I don't know what I want at this point. It, um, you know, uh, to what you said, Mike, about the empire strikes back ending. A lot of people have said sort of the star Wars effect. I worry, um, and we'll talk about the whole thing, but just the, yeah. the sort of immediate ending that it sets up is very much like, you know, this confrontation's coming. And kind of half the fun of the start of each Stranger Things season is the catch-up of like, oh, Dustin went to fucking summer camp and Steve's working at the fucking ice cream parlor. Like, you know, yep, right. see the world. Video I store. worry that we're not going to get moments of like Robin and Will having like, maybe something interesting to bond over about being sort of outsider people. Right. I was wondering or, if they'd be able to have that know. conversation. Yeah. Too. yeah. Pairings. That, yes. Like every season kind of starts with different pairings. We see where everyone's at next season. It feels like, okay, this is the apocalyptic season. Like the whole town's fucked up. Everyone knows like, you know, there's a huge, like the snow is falling. If the they don't town. know, they're yeah. going to know very soon. Yeah. That, it, like, right. can you, can you add an Eddie Munster next season, Jacob? Can you add a new well, fan favorite character when you have to service, you know, it's like, well, we got to wrap up Argyle. And it's like, you don't, you don't have to wrap up Argyle. You don't right. have to, I love, like, I love certain characters, but I'm, I'm truly saying that, like, I wonder how slavish they'll feel to of every moment is going to be a big fan favorite moment. We have to make these moments matter. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see if they will introduce that many new characters in the last season. Because every season they kind of have expanded the cast a little bit. Very much. And you get kind of one season wonders like Eddie or, you know, Max's brother. Before Billy was a two a, season thing. but Yeah. Instead, um, this one kind of leaves the dangling thread of the um, splintered military force. And it really seems like that's going to be the human threat they have to overcome. And then it'll just have to go right into upside down stuff. So yeah. I just, again, I'm not saying timing wise. They've said as well that they're going to do a less episode count. It's not going to be 13 hours of content. Great. Again, mm-hmm. if that tells a good story, great. I complained at the start of the season. I actually think 13 hours of content did a pretty good job for this season. So I, I don't know what I want. We'll have to see how it's yeah. presented to yeah. us. Again, my big problem was just the release schedule, basically. And I still don't yes. understand. I still don't understand why they did it the way they did it with releasing the last two episodes a month yeah, later. I don't know. I, no, 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 no. Effect shots. 
Um, yeah, oh, they, they, they were just yeah. they were uploading effect dumb. shots the day that they released it. People watched it day of. I'm one of those, and like some of the effects weren't like all the way done. Like they got they more did, bats and stuff. Well, they could have just postponed the whole thing like a month. No, July Fourth uh, weekend though. It's a big deal anyway. I guess yeah. that's true. Yeah, but yeah. you release, you drop seven episodes, get everyone excited for the finale, and then they have to wait a month. But I guess it worked because people tuned in and it was like the it, biggest hey, thing Netflix ever Jacob, you know done. who it worked for? Go ahead and look down at your t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Think about the people she had a month to become queen. number one. Yeah. A, a month of madness and fervor from the fans. You actually have to say it worked. I, I yeah, know. yeah. And to bring us back from like predicting where are we going to go, like yeah. what happened? <laughs> you know? What and, happened? And so what we get is, you know, Eleven trying to get her powers back and... Yeah kind of torn between the two doctors and you know she eventually gets her powers back and meets up with mike and then they beeline it for hawkins and then we have steve and that team going into kill vecna's physical body while max is getting him to mind project into her mind and then eddie's going to distract the bats so they can approach the castle so this whole three-pronged attack happening and, and yeah. that's that's the goal is because if he gets to kill max that's the fourth kill. That's the fourth gate, at which point he can bring the upside down to, to our side. Uh, that's his big plan. Right. He's been working on that is, ever since season one. Yeah. And the different groups are all doing their own thing without even some people in that group knowing what the other groups are doing. Like, oh, nobody knows what the Russia uh, side is doing. Oh, yeah, no one well, knows what they're doing oh, in Russia. Oh, I'm sorry, Jacob. You don't think it's worth Winona Ryder saying out loud, and we'll just kill this thing over here in Russia. We just got to hope that it's going to help those kids over with whatever yeah. they're doing somewhere else. Even though you can I make a phone Russia, call to America and whatever. Yeah. With the Russia thing, they had to give them something to kind of do during all to of this. To overcome. Yeah. yeah, and the hive and that, mind is an interesting aspect that they have built up from season two. It's enough yeah. for me, I guess. Yeah, and the Russia plotline wasn't my favorite part. Wasn't my least favorite part of the season. I think the no. worst subplot was probably the the van people, right, driving across America. Like that was kind of the one where, like, okay, it, we until could they just, meet up with Eleven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's okay to just be like these characters aren't doing that much. They don't need to be in a couple episodes, right? But well, you know, and Jacob, all, there are fans who. This is a young show. You have to imagine this. This is a lot of people's favorite show because it's on a very accessible network for them. Everybody has Netflix. Mm -hmm. They've grown up with it now for five years of content. You go, Netflix is my thing. Um, who go like, well, you know, Charlie Heaton is Jonathan. You know, he's just not getting that much to do. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm pissed. I'm so mad about that. To which I would respond with, you know, all that van stuff, even just the showing of the picture acknowledging that Will's crying in it and Jonathan clocking that and them having that brother conversation later. Yeah. Like, this is enough. Like, this is, like, deep enough yeah. character content that poor, you should be happy. That it's rich. It's good. Yeah. Poor baby Will. He was breaking there, heart. There were... Um, Sweet baby. A couple times where I teared up this season, and that was yes. one of them, man. When he's talking yeah. about how... And, and again, that's, like, the highlight of the Van People arc when he's telling Mike that Eleven will always need him, but he's saying that I'm going to need him. And, and Mike just... Doesn't get it. He's just oblivious well, to what. Well, he turns out the window. You're our heart. Don't yeah. you understand? You're the leader, and he just has a, a big cry. Just it's, a big yeah. cry in the car. Oh a man! Closeted gay kid. And it was baby. great oh. to have Jonathan be like, we love "You're that. always going to be my brother." And hey, what, I know, loved it. I loved yeah, it. Whatever yeah. changes, whatever's going on, and the you know Noah Schnapp to every again. I just rewatched this whole thing. I cannot believe he that crushed it. Like, well, you know. They need to write better stuff for Will next season. 
He played like the possessed kid in season two. The stuff that he got to do this time, I, I think like he's just crushing it. What could you? Yeah. It's a big ensemble show. What can you complain? And about? I well, cannot with, wait for him to meet Robin and like see yes. how they can kind of relate. Oh, yeah, yep, that's gonna be you, fun. Um, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. it's interesting because with with any show that has a big fan base like this show does. Obviously, shippers becomes a big part of it, right? Oh, yep, yep. Yeah. Very popular ship is uh, Mike Wheeler and and Will uh, Byers. So right, right, course. right. All of course, the, you know, of but it's not going to happen, obviously. But it's unrequited, uh, unfortunately, for Will. At yeah. least it seems and, that way but, right now. But Mike, you know, he's always going to be a good platonic friend to Will, but it's just very, it's heartbreaking. You know, what if Will is the one who dies next? year because of he's his connection be to everything he, he's yeah. gonna be the, the max of power. next season where he's yeah. yeah he's got that connection like we saw in season two again with he's, he can feel he's what he's up to how he thinks down. yeah 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 um so van people are fine pineapple on pizza what do you guys think yes or no i i i okay <laughs> i'm not against it I'm not against it. <laughs> Don't it's yuck my yum. I like it. Right. I'm not yeah. yucking yum. It's not my favorite. <laughs> I didn't think any of it worked until we got to the pizza shop. And then when mm. he's working on those pies and he's saying, you got to be clean to enter mine. Yep. You know, he's just doing all these other lines. I thought, okay, Argyle's crushing it. The other thing is it is yeah. good. And even when they first are driving, he's like, I didn't know we expanded into Nevada, you know, and it's like, oh, so he knows there's pizza places there. And that was way before it pays off. I'm like, oh, set up and pay off. I love it. I'm piggybacking from a pizza dough freezer. What? (laughs) (laughs) Jacob, this is how you know that Sadie Sink is like an amazing actress, because the one minute she takes to run through her mind of, okay. Do any of those words that she just said make sense to me? We've fought, right. you know, demo dogs. We've done this. I'm piggybacking from a pizza, pizza shop. Dough it's freezer. like, yeah, it's, it's, I, I truly love this season, guys. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. We get 11. Like she owns her powers now. Like she gets them back yes. and, and she's able to use the pizza dough freezer to piggyback and get into, yeah, the mind of. It's amazing. She's of, so powerful. We yeah. got the death of Dr. Brenner, unfortunately, I guess. Fortunately. I, I don't know how I feel about that. Somehow. Well, whatever, it's interesting. Yeah. He's an yeah, asshole. Well, I was just saying the guy they cast to be the but sniper uh, with, with two close-ups. He seems like the biggest yeah. asshole. I don't know how they did that with just two close-ups of that right. guy. But, but Brenner, with Dr. Yeah. Brenner, he is humanized more where you see some of his motivations for doing and even But even him saying, I always wanted what was best for you, Eleven. But Eleven knows like he's still doing it for his own ego as well. Like He, wasn't he never should have had yeah. one around those kids. No. Eleven is totally yeah. right. That was... Wildly irresponsible, but he believes he yeah. did care for him. So yeah, they do some humanization he of Doctor Brenner. Everything he did was the right thing to do to try to you know save the world or whatever. But his his methods they you know don't always agree. But yeah, uh, yeah, he had a good death scene. I think and and Eleven had some closure on that period of her life. I think which is important. Another thing that happens with Eleven is she loses. Yes. Yeah. She takes her first L. Like she's, for lack of a better term, um, you know, and so that's going to be big for her. She got her hand cut off more or less, Luke but, Skywalker. So it's oh. interesting. She loses, but then she sees Max dying and she says, that's one L too far. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. She basically uses her force powers to bring uh, Max back to life. At least keep her into a coma state, but it's yeah. too little too late for the spell. The gates are open and now Hawkins is crashing into uh 
into the upside down or, you know, presumably now once Vecna heals up a little bit, he's damaged. We knew that he Michael Myers is away after he falls out the window. Um, yeah. But Listen, can we talk knows? about the the Max and uh, Lucas stuff? I thought that yeah. was so good. And one of my most hated my a, a, a top runner for for most hated character in this whole show now is the the basketball guy. <laughs> the oh, doctor. Jason or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he comes up, fucks everything up, and then you know you're dies. doing devil worship in here. It's like, yeah. buddy, get the fuck out of here, man. We got yep. to, Lucas is like, you you have no idea what's going no on. Like, I'm going to stand over going, here, and you're going to stop like, the devil ritual. <laughs> when the girl is rising up, and he's getting choked, and he's trying to do eyes to the guy of like, look at what's happening. If you see yeah. this girl flying, you'll understand. I can't do that it's like that's not me it's just too um, ignorant yeah and there's no way to explain you, to him uh but he's humanized scene, too because know, of the heartbreak of chrissy like he actually yeah, cared about her he's doing he just took doing. it too far um chrissy was buying back. drugs man no fucking way she would have come to me yeah, yeah. yeah. you're like yeah. jesus christ um but we have that super i was still emotional from the whole max death scene and then the rift starts opening up and he just gets split in half and yep. that was like a great uh, death for me. Everyone likes that. Yep. He just gets yeah. ripped in half. Everyone liked that. Yeah. And Sadie sink again. I don't want to die. I'm not ready to go. You know, like that, that's such a strong scene for her and Lucas in there. And, uh, so that's the second time where I cried, Mike. That's, yeah. that's where, you know, 33 totally, year old totally. Colin Brooks was looking at it going like, that's the you know, uh, onion cutting scene. Because mm-hmm. when she flies up and you see the one arm go one way in the leg and you're thinking like, oh, okay, no. yeah, those limbs are breaking. broken. I guess the, the, if maybe it's still alive now and then the back <laughs> yeah. kind of goes and you're like, ooh. And then they start seeing the eyes bleeding and you're like, oh, this is not it. Yeah, yeah. that and was one for me. Saying, I can't see. I'm scared. I don't want to die. If your lips are just like. Yeah, even if she, bl- what do I do? Even if she lives, yeah. she might be in the Pike Beep chair or blind. You know, she she might be, you know, not the same. Yeah. I would say she's not. Gonna, no more skateboarding for you, Max. Could be. I I think we're gonna end up wheelchair blind and, and f- for the finale. Wow. I I think maybe oh. that is just the symptom of Vecna eating your mind. We're gonna mm. get this battle of eleven going into him. Maybe we'll see these other villains. I don't know if that means Eddie too. I, I don't know if that means the the people who die by the hive mind or specifically were eaten by Vecna's sort of like mind drain. They could definitely to open the gates. He threw a memory at Max of Billy, so maybe he could throw memories I, of Eddie well, at but, Dustin, who was very affected by his death. Things like but that. I think. I think Billy is in the Max camp of again eaten by Vecna, which is maybe a little different. I think what I think the consciousness he was of chosen. Billy is going to be a good guy next season who will help us get Max back, or at least help Eleven get Max back. That would be pretty wild, yeah. Yeah, um, I think with Max, there's got to be some lasting, uh, you know, consequences, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, I think there's going to be. I don't want to, uh, you know, predict too much, but. I think there's going to be some deaths next season. I don't think all the kids are going to make it to the end of the show. I don't think so either. No, there's going to it's going to take a heavy toll on the party, I think, to you don't just kill Vecna. It's it's more difficult right. than that. So, now um, does Mike die and 11 goes Super Saiyan, uh, which we've mm. seen a lot of people kind of predict? 
That's a possibility that be, too. That could be interesting. You know, so that speech, uh, that's the one that sort of taps her into the attempt to win, right? Even though the, mm-hmm. the gambit does not pay off. He says, I love you and all that. You know, that's the other time I cried too is when Vecna is basically telling her, you've lost and there's it, nothing you can do. I was like, it made me feel so powerless, Mike. So, yeah. 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 And it's like reminds you how important your friends are. It was very anime, yeah. the power of friendship. But he's taking that yeah. away from her like you're alone. An adult man. I kept done. saying, shut up to the TV. I'm talking to the characters <laughs> that are bullying these teenagers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, it's it's. Stranger Things is, can I just say, having watched it all in a row, I, I recommend everybody does that every once in a while. It's the best soap opera uh, uh, oh, on television. And that's, that's just great. what it is. It's this thing that kind of gives you exactly what you think you're getting. There's enough twists and turns, but otherwise it's just tropey and, um, you know, just, just leans so heavy into the stuff that you love. It, it's, it's, it's so soap opera and I love it. I love yeah. it. It's yeah. in a positive. Can't wait and, for and season to, uh, five. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, aside from all the genre stuff, which, which we like, it's about the relationships between the characters. Right. And that's yes. what any good story is about. Um, and you kind of grow to, you know, like these characters and care about them. So you care about what happens to them. And speaking of emotional scenes, should we talk about the other big death, death scene? Our boy, Eddie. Yes. Let's do a quick little chat about Eddie. We talked about it at the beginning, but let's bring it back around to get a... He's our sweet rock and roller. He's the head of the Hellfire Club. He's somebody everybody has turned against, right? The entire town blaming him for Chrissy's murder. He's saying constantly, I'm not going to be a hero. I'm not the guy to be the hero. Uh, You know, Harrington, those girls jumped in. I was just going to be left alone in the boat. I'm not a hero. Mm-hmm. And we get this finale that it seems like a lot of fans are upset by. And I would ask you two guys to to justify it and say why it is so good and important that actually he does do a heroic thing at the end. Well, I have a minor gripe with it. Because yeah, maybe me too. <laughs> oh, I, I take it back then. <laughs> I like that he, he had a heroic sacrificial death scene, but I also feel like he didn't really need to go back out there and like distract the bats. Like what did he really do? Just distract the bats longer. He could have probably just gone back with Dustin and it wouldn't affect too much in the upside down, but he wanted to be the hero and it makes sense thematically that he would do that. I just think specifically in the, in that situation, maybe he didn't need to run out of that house. You could have put the amplifier on the roof, guitar cable running in through a window and just sat in the couch and just kept riffing, you know, it'd have been fine. Um, Dustin breaks his little leg trying to climb up to him. That's heartbreaking. And he's hobbling over and, you know, I don't think, yeah, Jacob, I don't think he needed to, but I think it is poignant that he's like, I didn't run away because he spends the whole time running. Um, Right. And I, and I think mentally he's chosen to from that moment of reprieve after the gun store where they're getting ready, reloading. And he says, Henderson never change. You know, the, the love that he feels for this kid. Um, Dustin, for some reason, mm-hmm. is this stand in younger brother character that makes these loner outsider males that, older than him yes. um, feel validated and better about themselves. And. That's an incredible power that I love that the show harnesses. And Eddie feels that as well. And I, I really think there's just this idiot drive in him of, I don't have to do this, but it feels like the right thing to do to just really ensure that this kid makes it out, even if it's me dying. 
Even if yeah, I'm maybe getting them away from the hole too, maybe he's worried the bats will, you know, come through there. Who knows? And he's right? firsthand seen what happens to one of Vecna's victims, like directly yeah. in front of yeah. his eyes. So he, he knows. And I think maybe, yeah, he was expecting to die, kind of knowing that he going in that he was going to die. And really, if he didn't die, what kind of life would he be returning to where he's basically the main suspect in these murders? He could never live a normal life again. He'd always be in hiding. Or on the run, so maybe it is better that he died. Yeah, uh, who's going to graduate, Jacob? How dare you? Yeah, yeah, he's going to pass on the. Uh, but with Dustin, I finally going to graduate. It's interesting. Like I kind of agree with with the whole. Oh, Mike's the heart, but maybe isn't isn't Dustin the heart of the group really? Or is, I feel like he could be. You know, but they treat him like he's also like the brains. Like, like he's got brains, a plan. He's Donatello he so well, like, and Michael's Leonardo. <laughs> But again, you, but you guys are falling for the trick of the, the 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 screenwriters are like, yes, he is the magic ingredient. He does work well because any pairing we put him in is going to work. So, yeah, he works know, with everything. I don't think that's his role necessarily in the show. Well, I, yeah, but I do see like you know the way he he's able to talk, talk to Eddie's dad. I think that's really important scene. That was another time that, I teared yeah. up. I, I wish everyone would have got to know him because I think they would have loved him. And obviously Eddie's based on like the West Memphis three. Uh, they're yeah. three D and D kids. Uh, Damien Eccles was like the leader right. and they were accused of a murder. Falsely accused. They which were they were yeah. nerds. They said it was a ritual sacrifice, all this. And they were falsely accused. Yeah. And they were in prison. He was in prison for that. And uh, yeah. he eventually got out. Um, but that's kind of what the character is based on. So when you say what life is he going to go back to? Yeah, he's still suspect number one. But maybe once people realize there's monsters living beneath Hawkins, he will get his name cleared posthumously. And maybe, maybe. there'll be a little bit of uh, vindication for, for uh, his uncle. I mean, right. Um, I think that's the whole saddest thing about his story is that even though he died a hero, very few people know the actual real him. And most people think he's this serial killer basically and he's mm-hmm. missing fa- you know missing a satanic serial killer yeah yeah Terrible. So, uh, yeah that scene between dustin and his dad and his, and his uncle like that was that was a great scene. so that, that needs really to get too. cleared but i do have one note on everybody's favorite scene uh most metal ever um i think first of all the actor actually learned how to play master of puppets very cool second of all vecna spider master of puppets thematically appropriate but not filmed very good. I think oh, it is filmed very poorly from a how to film a guitar solo. Not enough fret, you know, fingering and not enough of that. It could have been more epic, I think, uh, for what they were setting up because they did such a good job of filming dice rolling being epic. I don't know how they messed up the greatest guitar solo ever. They just kind of want to show you the green screen, really. Yeah. So it didn't really. Yeah, I think it could have been filmed a lot better. He looks a little awkward sometimes emotionally it hits but i think it could have been filmed better that's my little technical yeah. nitpick but yeah. and then you know i've seen articles uh oh metallica gets the stranger things kate bush bump but really metallica the biggest metal band of all time do they need the stranger things bump probably not know. more um, people probably but, heard yeah. their name but just the same amount Gen of modern Z. teens have listened yeah. to them probably not very much you know but they do have a bigger name i think generally prior to yeah, this maybe gen z is not as familiar with them as we are or well, we got Napster taken away thanks to Lars, so right, I still right. hold a grudge. I would have played it's Run a, to the Hills, Iron Maiden. Yeah, you Metallica know. after, you know, the early 90s, not the most, you know, loved band in the world. They did a lot of things that people aren't so no. much a fan yeah, of. Yeah, they made St. Anger. 
Well, but Jacob, people have done the math, of course, 1986 and when Master of Publics is released, which is 1986, they're like, he would have two months to learn that guitar song. That just shows you he's a rock and roll god. And to get a version without vocals. I think he probably sold drugs to one of the recording engineers and they hooked him up with the tabs and stuff. That's what I think. (laughs) That's a great. Yeah, they came through Indiana. They were on a tour. I like when... uh, yeah, they're, they're searching hey, teach me. Room. Like Robin is like, <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for like, you know, Bowie, whatever. What is this? I'm looking for music. He's like, this is music. And that's Iron Maiden. That's the yeah. tape that uh, Run, Run to the Hills came off of. It, so they could have done that as well. Yeah. But Master Puppets makes sense. But Rip, uh, Eddie. Oh, good. You know. Our boy. Just, uh, you know, Did re-edit you see, that guitar solo. The, the hot gossip about a uh, big scandal right now with uh, the kid that plays Will. Now, you know I love Doja Cat. First <laughs> yeah, let's let's do this. Let's run our hot gossip. Just wanted to mention it for one second. <laughs> our, our yeah, section. our gossip yeah. section real quick. And then we'll get to the wrap up. So Doja Cat uh, hits up the kid that plays Will, Noah Schnapp, and says, mm-hmm. you know, hook, I'm trying to hook me up with uh, Joseph Quinn's number, the guy that plays Eddie Munson. And apparently, yeah. you know, he blasted that out on the internet, and that's a bad look for him, but... Uh, and it became a whole controversy. The, what is the bad look? Is a 16-year-old kid going, hey, internet, isn't it weird Doja Cat private <laughs> messaged me? And everybody's like, you got to be kind. You're a celebrity now. You're not supposed to share those. It's like, no, he's a kid. It is weird she messaged him. Yeah, you don't blow up her spot, though. You shouldn't blow up her spot, to, though. Yeah. I don't think he, he wasn't trying to be malicious. Not on purpose. Her, no, I think he was being like, this is great. People over. love Joseph Quinn, I think, is what he was kind of trying to highlight, right? Yeah. And then she, her reaction to it is like, oh, that's kind of, you know, that's snake behavior. You sleazy this. little boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it blew, it blew up her spot and she didn't like that. You know, I get it. But it wasn't but, on purpose. No, he made a snap decision, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the Doja Cat's out of the bag. Oh, my God. TMZ, call me. Um... You know, that's uh, that's it, I'll say. You know, um, yeah. we'll jump into our final thoughts, but just of the whole episode, but just given our, our kind of final thoughts about Stranger Things, um, I'm so, 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 so excited. I'm sure it'll be like two years before we even get anything. Mm-hmm. Finn Wolfhart will have a full beard. They'll talk about how ninth grade is going for him. <laughs> we'll all just, you know, have to like nod a lot. Like a Jensen Ackles. Right. Yeah, it's truly. crazy to think everything that happened in the show happened in a period of like two years. Yes. Like all four seasons. Papa, mm, Millie Bobby Brown, they got you dressed in very strange to still be talking <laughs> like that. But um, yeah, uh, I just can't wait. I just, I again, to, because we talk about the cultural power. The fact that, you know, memes come and go, you know, you can really only hold the attention even something with like, you know, abortion rights. It's like, we're only going to talk about that for like five fucking days before everybody just gets fucking bummed out and moves on. Yeah. We had a month of running up that hill from a original program that is, yes, it wears its references on its sleeves. It's this very, you know, commercial forward. What were the actual brands of the eighties representative thing? But it, it's it's still. I mean, it's not it's not Captain America six, and I'll just always kind of love it for that. Yeah, yeah. All they have to and do is this, stick the landing. Don't Game of totally. Thrones. It is Jacob said. If exactly. they stick the landing in season exactly. five, even with the episode two and three, season two and three dip, it'll go down as like one of the greatest shows ever put on TV. So stick the landing. That's all I ask. That's it. It'll be me. a phenomenon no matter what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely a cultural phenomenon. It's a huge hit, especially with Gen Z and millennials. But uh, 
I've said it before, and I think uh, Stranger Things, it's not a true to life how life was exactly in the 80s, but it's a sort of an idealized version of the 80s where everything is like synths and, and neon and stuff, and, and we love it. Yeah. All right. And we love you guys for sticking with us throughout this uh, finale episode. So let's go ahead and get to the final thoughts on, uh, on finales in general, this journey we've been on, and maybe a couple of quick things we left out uh, right after this. Always like us. Uh, we're back, uh, wrapping things up here on Normies Like Us, where we're kind of wrapping up on television. We've been talking about some finales. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to give our final thoughts here on some of the three big shows that you've been watching, we've been watching. Um, but are there any uh, replacements you guys would pitch now mm. that uh, kind of our core shows are gone to, for any of our Normies? What's going to fill the void? I mean, yeah. Yeah, we had a Better lot call of good Saul. shows on at once. Better Call Saul's about to wrap. I'm kind of excited about that. Um, show I haven't seen because I don't have access to Apple that everyone raves about is Severance. I, I hear that is excellent. Severance, I yeah, watched watch that. It, yeah, so loved good. it. Yeah. Oh, here's one for me. Uh, Strange uh, New Worlds is over, and you know Collins mentioned how much he likes Lower Decks, and we get Gorn in Strange New Worlds, but there's a Gorn wedding episode of Lower Decks. Like I gotta go back and maybe watch Lower Decks to fill my Star Trek void uh, in the Lower meantime. Lower Decks is great. And you, Jack Quaid. Uh, uh, I have to yeah, get my, my boy and my stars. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. I do like, uh, yeah, uh, Lower Decks is my other new Trek, other than the Orville. That's not Trek. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's good. It's got a lot of references to different shows. It's very uh, reference heavy and, and comedy heavy, but it's also got heart to it. And I think as the characters get developed more, uh, especially in the second season, it's it's coming into its own for sure. Yeah. I guess another show that had a finale is like Ozark. We're, we're never going to cover that, but you know, no. it, it kind of had a not like it was like an ending that wasn't an ending. Let's say so people mm. are kind of divided on it. But I like really? the show otherwise. Yeah, I still have to catch up on that. I never even watched. I haven't watched uh, the part one of the last season yet. Right. So I need to catch mm. up on that. I finished the Umbrella um, Academy. That's something people could switch uh, to if they have nothing else. Probably, I probably won't do that, Mike. Uh, you know, I used to love like Adult Swim style, like kind of like garbage, squiggly cartoons. And Jacob, you watch some of those, like the is it called like Good Friends or whatever on HBO Max? Oh what, yeah, what the that Happy Friends. Is that worth it? Is that something I should kind of put time into? I liked it. Yeah, it's hmm. uh, it's good. I, I saw Harley Quinn's coming back. There's there's some cartoons yeah. I can kind of get into soon, maybe. Yeah, and yeah. the 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 Orville still airing. I think they've aired five of its episodes so far, so you can watch that week to week on Hulu. Peaky um, Blinders is out now. Peaky People like that. Peaky Blinders. Uh, yeah. There's another show on on Apple TV called. For all mankind. I haven't watched it yet, but I think I might start that one soon. That That's was like the astronaut one, right? Yeah. It's great right. by Ronald D. Moore, oh, who yeah. worked on Star Trek. We love Ronald D. Moore. Battlestar Galactica. Uh, Gives you real uh, world sci-fi. It's kind yeah, of, it's sort of like of an alternate reality, like an alternate timeline future where the Cold War is continuing to this day with the space race and everything and, and lots of things happen. But I haven't uh, watched it yet. That's what I'll do. Might have hmm. to start it. Yeah. Apple cool, TV. cool, cool. Yeah, in the meanwhile, we're going to be uh, eventually continuing our Star Trek 
journey, not immediately next week, but we're going to, we're going to still be doing that. So if you want to catch up, you know, we've gotten up to the search for Spock. So you got listeners can do that if they haven't. That's right. We got that one coming out. We got a billion big movies coming out here soon. We got, we got all the good episodes coming up. But yeah, it's just fun to kind of. I uh, just jump in and talk about these three big finales. And I think uh, it's going to be hard to top that dopamine rush over the last week and a half uh, of, of good TV. Uh, so yeah. of literally getting a text from Mike of being like, I just watched Stranger Another World. Banger. It's my favorite. <laughs> 30 minutes from now, I'm watching the boys. Yep. Like, oh, yeah. Great. Crushed we it. really got spoiled with all these shows being on at the same time. Yeah. Even Obi-Wan uh, kind of made Miss Marvel, you know, we, we Marvel. all dabbled a little. Yeah. Another show that I wanted to mention. Uh, I've been. I started watching yesterday on HBO. Our flag means death, which is the Taika Waititi pirate show. So ah, what we do in the what we do on the ship episode. What we do on the ship. Exactly. What we do in the shallows. Oh, good. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> I've had a lot of good ones. Joja cats out of the bag. Snap decisions. Come on, give me a job. It's, we're there. It's peak. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. I sit on the shoulders of giants and the good writing of all the shows we've talked about today. So That's right. Comes from I'm going to miss them. Yeah that's, yeah, that's our big point is that uh, there's some good stuff. If you missed out on Normies, again, we kind of talked about the barrier of entry for some of these streaming services, how poor those streaming services are. Um, yes. Their menus. And, yeah. And, and even maybe even stuff of like, um, you know, maybe 80s nostalgia isn't your thing. I'd still recommend Stranger Things to you just for the cultural phenomenon stuff of it all that we discussed today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good stuff. So thanks for joining us on uh, episode 201. Wow. That's pretty big. Uh, the finale, plural. And uh, yeah. Appreciate <laughs> the it. The finale y'all. of Normies Like Us, 201. Yeah. <laughs> See you never. Normies Like Us will return. There we go. <laughs> I like that. We will return. All right. Well, I guess that's that, guys. Let's uh, yeah. wrap her. So, uh, do what you do always. Hit us up at our socials, at Normie underscore like underscore us, where you can find all our good stuff on Instagram, uh, YouTube. Please watch those videos. Like, share, subscribe. It helps us out. Leave a review or a comment and just say, hey, I watched those finales too. They're my favorite. Or no, I didn't see any of those shows, but you guys convinced me. We'd love to hear that too. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Check out the YouTubes and all that good stuff. Yes. And we've been your hosts. Um, so I won't be Captain Kirk or Captain Colin Kirk. You can. No, no, no. I'll be the Colander. I, uh, uh, Mike's and Mount. Hit it. And this is Captain Cobb Bush. <laughs> running up that hill, Normies. My favorite politician from, from wow. the boys, Cobb Bush. Hey. I voted for Cobb Bush. Yeah, well, until he got his head blown up Please by Victoria clap. Newman. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 My name is Gandalf the Grey, and I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools.